Hello and welcome to the Turned On Podcast. I'm Angelique Nori and my husband David and I have made it our mission to break the darkness by flipping the switch on the four most important areas of your life in health, relationships, business, and in faith. And sometimes the light in the world and in your life can go dim, either from the intrusion of technology or simply because society is so driven by instant gratification. It's our mission to help people see that we're hardwired for connection and that the best things in life come when we turn on the light to see with new eyes the opportunity that exists just a flip away. So if you're ready to stir your spirit, open your eyes, and profit in all areas of your life, then let's get turned on. Here we go. Hey there, guys. Thanks for joining us on this episode of Turned On. Here's what you can expect. We are going to talk to one of our best friends who is in the most amazing shape of his life and admits at that time still probably the unhappiest he's ever been. And here's what's going to happen. You're going to find out how he got out of that hole, what he did to turn it around, what he's doing right now. I'll give you a hint. It's a little something called intuitive eating. How did he take that concept and make a nutrition empire out of it? You're going to want to stick around for our guest, Will Armillo, right here on Turn On. Hello and welcome to Turned On Podcast. This is David Nori and my wife, Angelique. And, you know, when we talk to you about being turned on, there are four major areas of your life. And one of those major areas is the body. If you look at the body as a long hallway, uh, and you're going to have to go through it at different stages of your life and flip those switches to get the best possible results, the best possible performance from this vessel that we walk around in. And this is so important. And today we are so excited because we have a special guest, Angelique. And I know uh, this is one of our, not only our best friends, it just so happens to be one of the most intelligent people when it comes to the body. And not only one of the most intelligent people when it comes to the body, but it just so happens that it really grooves with the turned on philosophy, right? And it, he's also one of the most intelligent people when it comes to the marketplace, especially as it relates to the industry of, of health, wellness, intuitive eating. And he's going to get into that. But Will is, like David said, one of our best friends on the planet. And I call him the GOAT. Because uh, he is and will go down as the greatest of all time for wow. seriously. I believe this with all of my heart. He is going to go down as the goat in the wellness industry, and he's going to tell you why. So, Will, welcome to Turned On. You have seen this kind of birth from the very beginning, um, and we've been talking about podcasts and Turned On and you guys doing stuff in the past, and we've gotten a lot of chance to to work with you over the years. But tell us a little bit about you know, what has you in this seat right now and take us back to where you came from. Yeah. Well, thank you guys for having me. And that intro was intense. I liked it. Now I have, that's like a big, I got to live up to that now. So, I mean, I'm just going to first by start off saying the reason I'm even sitting here in this seat is because I'm just like everybody else. I, I had to go through everything that everybody goes through. I was fortunate enough to not be gifted with those perfect genetics, to not eat the cheeseburgers every day and walk around with a six pack, to not be the best athlete all the time, to not be the best person in school all the time. I was, I look back and I'm like, I'm fortunate that I wasn't those people because it led me to going down this rabbit hole to helping normal everyday people understand the true meaning and philosophies behind nutrition, which then led into just overall wellness, like well-being and internal health, which is, in my opinion, going to be leading this entire industry for decades to come. All the stuff, all the stuff that we see, you know, David was talking about something on his Instagram story, I think it was today or the day before, but something about stuff and, and things and people are starting to grasp what it is, what is at the foundation and the core of their health. And they're starting to see through all the things that are being placed 
all these shiny objects being placed in front of us. And it, it's a beautiful thing to see being in my position and knowing that I come from that average person, those people who don't have the best genetics to finally see like all of that noise is about to be gone. Mm-hmm. I, I, I love the fact that people are becoming far more conscious now and aware um, and like, turned on. We often refer to as like breaking the darkness. And what I, what I like to think of when I think of turned on is like almost an expose, you know, is, is, you know, pulling all the fluff out of the way, taking all the, the, the logs out of your eyes and all the stuff that you've been told over the years um, that has sort of bogged us down in our own personal identity. And uh, when it comes to the body, I, you've done a really beautiful job of helping people see that differently. David, I know you have to Yeah, well, you know, my always, my first thing is always to try and put something into the form of a metaphor. And I know a little bit about what Will, do, Will does. I actually know a lot about it, but he can correct me on this because, you know, the first thing I think of is Tarzan in the jungle. And every time he was going from one tree to the next, he has to reach for that vine to get him where he needs to go. And I feel like that's been the world of health and nutrition is people are sitting there, they're swinging. They're like, where's the next vine? Because if I don't find it, I can't swing to the next tree. Mm-hmm. And, and then ultimately you're always working and it's always a challenge to get anywhere. And it becomes exhausting and it becomes frustrating. And look, I've been doing this since I was 15. And that's a lot of years, right? That's a lot of years. And so when I heard what Will was doing, I said, finally, because sometimes I want to be intuitive. I don't want to have to worry about what's next or what's the latest or how I'm going to have to trick my body. I want to just know intuitively what to do so I'm not constantly looking for that next vine. Am I, am I too far off or not? No, I think you hit that right on the head. And, you know, to sit here and, you know, if anybody goes and who's listening to this goes and looks any of us up, what, what you don't see is a lot of the times that backstory of kind of how we got here. And I think that David brings up a very good point of like, he's been doing this since he was 15. I've been doing it since I was 10, 11, 12 years old because I didn't want to be a chubby fat kid. And everybody has this story but that story is usually these a bunch of chapters of trying this and trying that and trying this and try and it it seems to never end the journey actually never ends so then it becomes you know like what david was saying like that and kind of i want to play off the whole turned on thing it's like at some point something has to turn on something has to turn on because we're being led we're being guided by something for all of those years, we're being conditioned, we're, we, we're developing these dependencies, we're developing these habits. And then at some point, something gets turned on, and then it makes sense. And you're like, that right there, that makes sense to me. Because a lot of things that I see, they may not make sense, but I'm going to try them because I want to look like that person. Right. I want to be like that person. So I don't need it to make sense. I'm just going to do it. But when, it, when the light bulb turns on and it makes sense, then you're like, okay, now the journey is about to pivot and the journey is going to change for me. And that's when things start to become real fun when it, when it comes to nutrition. So for you, uh, when, when did it at that point in your life, because you know, I had a fitness background as well. And um, you know, it just recently, I would think when I became pregnant with our first child, that something turned on for me. Like it was an entirely different journey than it once was where it was, you know, a competition, uh, both from the martial arts standpoint and in the fitness industry, you had your eyes on, or I had my eyes on a different goal, you know? Um, but I did want to disrupt the industry. I did want to talk about wellness of the body and in the most intuitive way and making sure women felt empowered and that they didn't have to measure up to something just in forms of aesthetics. But when I became pregnant, it took it to a whole nother level. So I pivoted there. Where did, did you pivot? And can you tell us a little bit about, um, you know, what it looked like before and what it looks like now and how that has transcended into the marketplace for you? Because you're now helping, I mean, I don't, I've lost count, but I mean, we've sent, I don't know how many people to you now that are actually like even helping coach. During, it's incredible what you're helping people do. Yeah, so I'll just I'll give everybody a little a little back history. Um, when when I was younger, growing up, uh, I I grew up around fast food. Both of my parents worked full time. I was an only child until I was four, fifteen. So I grew up around. That's an important piece because I grew up around babysitters. I grew up around busy parents 
So I grew up on fast food. They did not. So they didn't, nobody really knew better. It was just like, oh, eat this, it's quick. Eat the frozen burritos, eat the, the cereal, eat the fast food. And what, what happened was I was kind of being groomed to be a, a, a baseball player and I was overweight and chubby as a kid. And I wanted to be the best version of a baseball player that I could be because it was my only way to get out of my little town. It's like nobody ever leaves when you grow up in that little town. Everybody stays, nobody leaves. Mm -hmm. So that was my way out. And the roadblock for me was me not being the best athlete when it came to my appearance and the, my ability to move. I was just, I was fat and, and I knew it. So I went out on this journey to, to try to lose this weight, but I had to do it in secret because I was so young. I was so worried about what people thought about me. So the first thing I did was the Atkins diet and I didn't tell anybody about it. I did it on my own. I did it in secret. I ran early in the morning before the sun came up. I tried to watch my food, but when I was out, I would eat whatever anybody else was eating. So I was eating what all the other kids were eating. And it was a struggle all through high school. And then once I got into college, that's when I really started to figure some things out just because you have a little more responsibility, you have a little bit more control of what you're doing. People are maybe looking up to you at this point because of what you're doing. You know, I was still playing baseball through all of that. And then once I started to get a grip on, okay, nutrition has this effect on the body. Training has this effect on the body. Why is this not easy for me? Like, why do I know the, it, it was cool to see the, evo, the, the evolution of growing up and you see those people with just the perfect genetics and they were like at the drive through and they're ordering like four hamburgers. And I'm like, how do these guys have like just six packs and huge biceps and they eat whatever they want and drink whatever they want. And it never made sense to me because I was always being sold. Oh, well take this pill or take this powder and you're going to look like this and do this. And you're going to look like this. And I was constantly trying, I trial and aired everything like every supplement you could think of i tried it every diet i tried it and nothing ever quite worked and i couldn't figure out why but now my light bulb moment now was that's how everybody feels that nothing quite works as it was supposed as it was sold to them to work mm -hmm. so that's what led me it actually led me into bodybuilding did the bodybuilding thing for a while, competed in nine different shows, got my body into the best physical shape it has ever been in. I mean, I had veins going up my abs. I couldn't pull the skin off my muscles. And it was the most unhappiest time of my entire life. And I needed to go through that because I had gone through that phase of why doesn't everything work like it does for everybody else? And then when I finally went over the edge and I was like, all right, I'm going, to, I'm going there. Like bodybuilding is it. I'm going to get there and I'm going to be the fittest, best person ever. And I had to go through that phase. I had to put myself through that unrealistic torture to realize that's not a lifestyle. And after that, when I merged both of those, the you had it and it wasn't what you thought and you could never get it. That's what led me to the creation of my willpowered program and all the, the morphing that the program has done from a scalable standpoint, my whole thing was this thing's got to be scalable so that I could help as many people that were just like me, that couldn't quite figure it out, that maybe have been there and it wasn't what they thought. Bring them back to the center. Bring them back to who they really are. And like you guys would say, turn that, turn that on in their head. Like You had to go through all of that to lead you to where you are right here, right now. And you need to understand that you are right here, right now. You need to let all that conditioning go. You need to let go of all those expectations that you have. And now you need to grow on this journey going forward. And that's why I believe so much in intuitive eating because that's where we, that was all of our end goal for anything that we ever did was like, let me do this so that when I'm done doing it, I can live this lifestyle just like this. And it never worked. And so intuitive eating to me solves those problems. And I had to go through all that and create my company in order to help people on a scalable matter. And you know, we've helped thousands and thousands of people and we do have hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of transformations and we keep continuing to grow, but we base everything on education because without the education, you'll never learn, you'll never build on that intuitive foundation to really morph you into who you were designed to be, not who you're trying to be, 
who you were designed to be the best version of yourself physically and intuitively. I love that. What, um, what would you, how would you describe intuitive eating for those of them? I mean, obviously it's, it's an obvious term, but you're using it in a way that is almost branded specifically to the willpower philosophy. So what does intuitive eating um, look like? Because I think that's going to be a nice segue when we start talking mm-hmm. about business as well. Right. So intuitive eating is your body's ability to choose what, how, and when you are going to eat based on your body's needs in real time. And it's, it's important to understand that because that's what none of us do. None of us do that. We all go, I'm going to eat this because I want to look like that. Or I'm not going to eat this because I was told, I was told carbs are bad. I was told sugar is bad. I was told it's it's either a condition, a conditioned thought, or some expectation that is preventing you from living right here, right now. So the intuitive eating is allowing your intuition on a subconscious level choose what, how, and when you are going to eat based on what your body actually needs. Now, not what you mentally want, but what your body actually needs in real time. And that could only happen in the present moment. That's essentially intuitive eating. How do you learn what the body needs? So that's a great question. So how you learn that is you have to reprogram what your body was already conditioned to know, right? So one of my favorite things to say is like, when you're not on a diet, you are intuitive eating. I mean, just think about it. When you're not on a program, you're just choosing foods on a subconscious level. You're just letting your body go, oh, I feel like eating that. Oh, I'm going to eat that. I'm going to snack on this. I'm going to do that. Now, the foundation that you choose from, that bank, that bucket that you're choosing from, that's where you initially messed up because that bucket of foods that your body chooses from is usually not healthy. It's processed foods. It's toxic foods. It's full of toxicity because of how you were either raised or what you had gone through all those periods of time when you were actually choosing foods in that present moment. That's what builds the bank is what you choose in that present moment. Because it's so easy for us to go, okay, I'm going to get on a diet and eat chicken and broccoli. That's easy for us to start. It's not easy for us to finish, but that's easy for us to start. We're going against the resistance, the restriction. We're creating restriction. We're going away from the intuitive foundation that we have. The moment we stop, we, we divert right back to the intuitive foundation. That's where we pull our choices from. So if you rebuild that foundation, you rebuild it through programming, eating anti-inflammatory foods, alkaline-based foods, single-ingredient foods, learning the clean 15 and dirty dozen, listening to what your body tells you in real time. If you're doing it with intention, if you're turning that intention on, then you're rebuilding that intuitive foundation. So eventually, when you just choose intuitively like you've done your whole life when you weren't on a diet, what are you going to choose from? The foundation has been rebuilt. You will only choose foods that your body actually needs because, and I won't go off on a tangent. I'm going to let you guys take this over, but Mm -mm, keep going. Sometimes we'll choose things like, oh, well, Will, how come then, how come when I want Skittles, then I just go eat Skittles? Well, maybe there's a deficiency in something. Maybe you are probably on a low carb diet. Somehow, some, I mean, it's, I mean, common sense, call it what it is, but when people are on a low carb diet, what do they crave? Carbs. When people are on a low fat diet, what do they crave? Fat. When people are on a low protein diet, what do they crave? Protein. Like it's common sense. The people who are creating deficiencies and restrictions are usually causing some type of deficiency or lowering of some, something energy that their body needs. So their body pull, intuitively pulls from what it knew to be true. Well, you ate Skittles as a kid, so there's sugar in Skittles. I need quick sugar because you're starving me. So go eat the Skittles. Like that's the intuitive conversation that your brain is having with your gut and you don't even know it because it's happening on a subconscious level and you're like, oh, well, I want Skittles. So if you rebuild that with things like fruit, fruit is not bad, fruit is not bad. You build it with things like fruit, things that have other natural forms of glucose in them, sweet potatoes, potatoes, rice, grains, fruits, vegetables, then your body will tell you, oh, you know, I feel like, I feel like eating some fruit. But 
because you were conditioned to think that fruit is so bad, what do you do? You divert right back out of that intuitive state. You go right back to your conditioning. Oh, fruit is bad. So I read, I watched on YouTube, some buff dude with a six pack told me that fruit is bad. So I can never eat fruit again in my life. Like that's just, we're guided that way. So anyway, I go off on those tangents, but that's why I feel so passionate about this because it makes sense. Intuitive eating makes sense. It's just, you have to be willing to go through the process of rebuilding what your intuitive foundation comes from. And there's a theory, it's called like the tree layer theory or something like that. I'm getting ready to do a video on it, but it, it's like, how long did you build that poor intuitive foundation? Has it been 15 years? Has it been 10 years? Those are layers that you have built on top of each other, on top of each other. So you can't expect that to go away in 30 days, in six days, mm -hmm. in two days. Like you cannot expect that. So whatever you in, end up investing in to actually change your lifestyle, you have to understand that it's going to be long-term. It's going to be a long-term change because of the length that you put yourself through prior to that. So whatever you do, whatever program, whatever guru you decide to follow, you better make sure that that is a transition that you can manage in your lifestyle that can be long-term. Yeah, so, yeah, totally. David? Yeah, well, you know, I've been doing this for a long time, uh, in other words, working out and trying to find all the things that Will's talking about. And I remember every, every category that he spoke of has been villainized in my lifetime. Like I remember when I first started working out, um, my, my buddies and I, when we were in our teens, we literally used to eat the biggest plate, plate of pasta like seconds before we went into the gym because that's what we thought you were supposed to do. I mean, back then, all the muscle magazines showed guys eating big plates of pasta. And then uh, I remember, yeah, the fat thing, you can't have fats. And then all of a sudden, all of the products were these things that had no fat in it. And he's right, you crave fats. Mm -hmm. And then carbs were bad. And then we just got overly uh, inundated with so much stuff that everybody just kind of said, I don't know what the hell is going on here. And I was reading an article the other day that I think uh, for the first time in 2018 in the United States, the weight loss industry went over 70 billion. Wow. So- Part of that is, you know, we know we have to supplement because, you know, we're in a fast paced society. So we can't make these meals at home all the time. If we were all able to do that and we all had these uh, healthy grocery stores or outdoor grocers at our, at our beck and call, we could do it. So I love the fact about intuitive eating. I just want to know from Will, like how much of this should we be supplementing? How much of it should we be buying from the grocery store and what does he think that the next industry in terms of farming and, and where that's going, are we even going to be able to like, my thing is, do we even really know, like is, is something really organic when it says it's organic and is that a big deal? Yeah, for sure. So, um, uh, on the organic thing, it, I think that there will, and the farming thing, I think there will there will be some more regulation to come. I mean, hopefully the, 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 the downside is everything's for a profit, right? It's like, I feel like people are selling organic labels for money just to put it on food and upcharge it because there's no regulation to actually know if that food is organic. And then you're looking at, well, what is, what is the soil organic that the organic foods are being planted in? And is there pesticides next door that is overspraying onto the food? Like you could go down that rabbit hole, but here's the other thing is you don't want to, you, you will stray away from your intuitive ability. If you get too restrained on this has to be organic, this has to be clean. This has to be the best. This has to come from Whole Foods. This has to come from a grocery store. Because here's the bottom line. Our bodies can detox themselves. They can. Like, we're not going to die. You know what I mean? It's like the whole hand sanitizer thing. It's like, if you just keep washing your hands and never get dirty ever, like, what are you doing to your immune system? Mm -hmm. So our bodies are designed to detox. The problem is we've over we've overdone it with the toxicity 
and that toxicity spillover is what is causing all the symptoms, which leads to the disease, et cetera, et cetera. So it's, it's more so about managing the toxicity with your lifestyle because intuitive eating is your lifestyle. So there's no a certain amount of supplements, certain amount of whole food, certain amount of organic, certain amount of non-organic. If you are truly intuitive, your body will tell you, you know, like most of it is common sense. You know what's too much and what's not working. Like, for example, your lifestyle may be completely different than somebody else. So it's not fair to say like, oh, you should never take supplements. Like it should be all whole food. But it's also not fair to say like, oh, well, you should, because you're so busy, you should be on all um, supplements and all meal replacement shakes. It's got to be a balance between the two for your lifestyle. That is the intuitive lifestyle. It's like, you got to take the control back into your own hands and not be dependent, not create a dependency on, okay, well, I have to eat 100% whole food or I have to have X amount of shakes. You don't have to do anything. You have to listen to what your body wants and needs. And you're so, you're so controlled you're so controlled outside of listening to your own body. You have so many dependencies. It's just easier for us to go back to a dependency. Oh, okay, well, you know, so-and-so said that you should eat off of this list and you'll be good. No, 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 there isn't a list. The, the list can help guide you, but every once in a while, like, we're going to want to go eat a cheeseburger. Like, David, when, I'm sure you, had, you haven't had the cleanest food in the past four days. There's no way that you have. No, I've pretty good the last four days. The, the, five days ago, I made a run for the border that Angelique doesn't know about. <gasps> my what body happened? was telling me. My body was telling me it's time. You Hot went to sauce. Taco Bell? Double decker. <laughs> what? Oh. A double decker? Supreme. Gross. <laughs> that, that explains a lot. <laughs> So I, I dieted once for the show too. Once I think when I was 28 years old, I did a I did a show. He was always 28. Listeners, <laughs> listeners, and Will knows this because every time David tells a story, every single time David tells a story, when I was 28, I squeezed just, a lot into that year. <laughs> and, and I ate, I, I I basically ate cold tilapia and and brown rice, and I I leaned up, but I my whole face I lost. I didn't look good, and it wasn't until a couple days after the show that I filled out and looked better. But um, this is what I know about my, my big thing, and I'm not an expert, but I remember trying to reintroduce carbs because I basically eliminated carbs for like the last two weeks completely. And I remember, I remember exactly where I was. The show was in Miami. Um, I stopped at a place called Latin America, and I remember I was going to get some, some fries, and I'm like, I'll just have a few of them. And I remember shoveling those fries in my mouth. Like before, I wasn't enjoying them. I just wanted as many as I could put in. And I remember thinking in real time at that time going, this is not normal. Yeah. Like the way I'm shoveling these fries in my mouth, I'm not enjoying the taste. I'm not savoring them. There is definitely a chemical reaction going on telling me to throw these in there as quick as I can. And I'm already looking at everybody else's plate to see if they're going to finish theirs. And that was my big eye-opening moment going, that's not normal yeah I, do, I went through that too after my very first show um in las vegas and um i specific and i i was i mean back then they had me on crazy like i was on a quarter cup of oatmeal for the entire day for 12 weeks for the entire day that was my carbs and so you you know you listeners out there i mean you think that you know it's working because you're you're in your what you look like your best physical form you know, on day of show and a few days after show, but um, what it did to my body, like I'm suffering ramifications for now, you know, and there's so much that needs to be undone in that level of thinking. So if you're living in a place of that kind of restriction, I know that conditioning does take a long time to undo, not only mentally, but physically. Like there's repara reparation that has to come with that. But I remember eating, you know, just kind of going back to what you know, just allowing myself some stuff. And it wasn't like I was eating cake and donuts and anything like that. It just, I was just eating. Like if I wanted a muffin, I had a muffin. And man, talk about spillover. Um, I couldn't believe how puffy I was. Like I went to my trainer crying. I was like, I've never looked like this in my life, let alone a couple of, like a week after the show. How does that happen? How did last week I walk on stage winning the whole show 
and now I'm shooting magazine covers. And right now I look like I've never looked in my life. And so the body's smart and we think that we can outsmart it, but like what you're saying, intuitively, it's constantly communicating. Yeah. And I'll bring up another thing. Like, I, I don't want to, we don't have to talk about the Taco Bell thing too much, David. We'll, we'll move on past that, oh. but, but <laughs> I'll never forget that. You know that, right? So um, if we think about our lifestyles right now, mm-hmm. how busy do we get, right? We, we put this on ourselves. We make ourselves so busy what is the one thing that most of us forget to do? Eat all the time. Any, and most people listening to this, will yeah. I, let, let, raise your hand if you're busy. Everybody listening. Like, who's not busy today? What's the first thing that we do not do is we do not eat. And then we do not sleep enough. Like, if you're sleeping seven to nine hours, raise your hand. Nobody raises their hand. Like, except David. <laughs> <laughs> But most people aren't getting enough sleep. So you're, you're ta- you're, you've in, in our society, we've increased our stress levels. We've put more things on our plate because we just we think that that's how we have to work more, 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 more. And we get less sleep to do more, more, more. Well, the body is naturally going to think that it's, one, starving because just thinking more, adding more stress requires more energy, more brain capacity, more, more of your blood moving through your body, more movement. But we don't, we're not intuitively thinking about compensating for that. Oh, well, maybe I should be snacking on foods, healthy foods. Maybe I should be energy-based foods, fats and carbs. But instead, we don't. We, we, we just completely put it to the side. So then what naturally happens at some point, the body goes, all right, if you're going to do this to me, then I'm going to go back in my memory bank and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make you crave something that is fast, quick, and calorically dense. So if we talk about a double-decker supreme, like what is the caloric value of that? Probably like 2,500 calories. Like who knows, right? That's, that could be an entire meal like full course meal for sitting down for some people but i would argue this if you're not hung if you're not starving or put yourself through a state of starvation and you weren't stressed out that day or the day before you weren't running around in in a hectic panic you're you're intuitively under control you're not going to drive through the drive through because you have no desire or need there's no signals in your body going hey, go through real quick and pick that up. You're going to go home and go back to what makes you feel good, which is usually the foods that enhance your internal health. What was it? 320 calories. That's it? For a double-decker supreme? That's what I'm reading right here. I don't know. How fast did you eat it? I had two. (laughs) Nobody gets one, that's why. Nobody gets one. Nobody gets one. Every <laughs> once in a while, I just like to keep my body in check, letting letting it get going. Oh, jeez. But typically, typically, I, I I eliminated fast food. I think the big thing was um, that I've learned is <clears throat> um, stuff that's artificial because your body doesn't know what it is. Right. Right. <laughs> so I think that that's a another big uh, another big nugget for you guys listening is. Um, when you think about food, think about absorption and think about like, you know, like let's talk about a double decker, 300 and let's say 300 calories. You have to argue, here's where you're going to, we're going to mess up your body's synergy and it's your body's intuitive ability to choose is because you cannot say that you're going to absorb 300 of those calories. How much, like if you were to break it down on like a scale, how much of that is your body going to detox out? How much is full of chemicals? How much has pesticides? How much is toxic? So you may actually absorb... In my opinion. Right. So you may actually absorb 20% and then have to deal with your body trying to detox that through the rest of the day. That compounds on each other. It, it it, it, It overloads each other. And then you put yourself in that state of like, I don't know what to do who do I ask? Where do I go? What do I do? Oh, 
that weight loss program is what I need to do. That's going to help me. Well, that's what people say like on their day of discussion. Like, I just, I have to do something. I have to do something now. I have to do something different. Uh, you know, and everyone has the same, you know, goal in mind usually is, you know, aesthetically they want to feel better in their body. They want to look better in clothes. Um, but I know just in my personal journey, you know, it's, it's so much farther beyond that because internally we have an entire body that we're not even thinking about because we've been so conditioned to think about a healthy body is an aesthetically pleasing body. But internally our bodies are, are asking for more. Our bodies require more. Our bodies are intelligent. They, they are miracles and are designed to do miraculous things, but we're treating it like, you know, a diet machine. And, um, that's where I think that when, when I think about a turned on body, it, and, and I often re refer to it to the God shape is because it's, it's a shape that none of us can wrap our brains around. It's not about what's on the cover of magazines or walking across stage or on Insta famous, you know, Instagram accounts these days. And I know, Will, you do a really good job of exposing <laughs> the ridiculousness. <laughs> if you ever watch his stories, he's always like calling out some stupid, you know, six second ab belt or some guy on steroids saying that if you only work out for this many minutes a day, you're going to have the body of your dreams. And, and he's like, who is buying this stuff? And so that's what I love about Will because he likes to wake people up and turned on is waking you up. Like, let's wake you up to what a real, um, healthy body looks like. And, you know, I want to just transition for a second because, you know, you're building something at scale with the willpower program, but you talk so much about uh, this intuitive eating and how it's for everyone's unique lifestyle. It almost sounds like you're customizing it for thousands and thousands of people, yet you're building a business model that is going to touch countless lives across the globe. So from a business standpoint, how did you intuitively know what to do to turn on this in the marketplace where there is such a need and your heart breaks for it naturally? Yeah, for sure. So um, what what really hit me with that was I felt that this program, just like you said about the customization, it, it it is about customizing for people, but it's about teaching people how to customize it for themselves. So that's the scalable aspect is all the tools are relatively the same how you use the tools we can teach on a scalable platform. You can teach people, you can coach and teach people on a scalable platform to use specific tools in a specific way. Now, if you teach them how to use those tools in order to customize their own life, then it, it transitions the empowerment mm -hmm. into their hands. And I think that coaches or people who build online platforms they will divert from doing that because it takes away your intuitive ability as building a business because a lot of people, just like the food industry, they want to create the dependency. Correct. Well, I don't want you to be empowered to do this on your own because then you'll never come back to me. And I need you because that's how I make money. So I don't want to let that dependency go. But if you, I, I, I don't know. And the, the only thing I could speak from is like how I truly feel in this moment. Cause I, I don't have a ton, like a t I haven't built a ton of businesses or anything, but I want the people to come in, have the best experience they've ever had nutritionally and with a community, empower them to do this on their own go out into the world and tell everybody what they did so that they can come and reap the benefit from the program. And it becomes a never ending cycle because this industry, like David said earlier, is so big that that numerical value of 70 billion just shows you how many people are looking, not only looking, but acting on something. Mm -hmm. And I think that intuitively building a business model that is based on what you are actually passionate about doing, you will want to scale it to everybody and you won't be scared to say, I'm trying to touch every single human on the planet to know that this is the way. This is going to put the power back into your hands to do this on your own terms. That is, 
that is what allowed me to build it to go, okay, how can we handle as many people as humanly possible? Like I want to have the problem of we have too many people. Like, please give me that problem and that's what I'll solve. I will solve that problem. But that's what led me to the creation of the scalable model for this specific platform was based on that. So we're in, just in your, cause like you just finished saying, well, I didn't build a lot of businesses, but what you're building is pretty epic. And, um, you know, when we've got, I mean, how much we've watched will grow since, how long have we known you now? It's been a while. Four or five. Since the, four or five weeks now. Yeah, four or five weeks. <laughs> <laughs> we've known you a while. You're really close with our family and our yeah. girls. And uh, we've just seen you grow at like epic proportions. And, um, you know, not just a, as a businessman, but as a business, you know, yourself. Like you you are the business. And Are you uh, quoting Jay-Z? Are you, did you just make a Jay-Z? Oh, I always <laughs> Can somebody please mark the tape? Jay Z reference. I'm not a businessman. I'm a businessman. That Ooh. so hip hop. I'm so hip. <laughs> so hip hop. Um, but you know, I'm really curious. Just like if you were to, you know, want to turn the world on in um, one way or another in terms of the marketplace. Like what? What would that be for you? Because I think that not only do you have a huge heart for people being empowered in their physical bodies, but I think that um, you also have a heart in the marketplace because I've heard you talk about it a little bit and sort of like a one man shark tank in a way. But if you could turn, if you could turn the, the marketplace on in such a way, what would it be? Yeah. You know, going back to what I said earlier, it's like, if I were to be able to impact the marketplace and, and really like turn them on to something, it, it would be, kind of what you said earlier, like this type of empowerment to like take control, like take control of what you actually need versus what everybody is pulling you to believe, like take control of that. Like there's actually good people out there that want to help you. There are, but you cannot be distracted by like what you had talked about earlier. These Instagram accounts with 500, a million followers. Most of those were bought. You can't be distracted by the six pack abs. That's done. Try it. I dare you to try it. Go get the most shredded six pack abs you can possibly have. Tell me how happy you are in that life. Like, unfortunately, we have to go through those things to realize what we really want. But to me, the the marketplace, it's like you got to get turned on into your own self-empowerment that you just have to go out and get what you want. Not what you, not what other people have, what you want. Guide yourself through it. Navigate through this giant marketplace. There's thousands of coaches. You have the internet, you have YouTube, you have Instagram, you have Facebook, you have all the resources at your disposal. So don't let other people influence your direction, influence your path. You have to influence. It's your game. It's the, these are just all figments in your own reality. Like when you start to empower yourself through the marketplace like that, mm-hmm. you start to identify with people who are acting on the same energy level as you. And, and they, what they believe in, you believe in. And those are the programs. Those are the people that you need to pair yourself with. You have access to everything. It's your fault you are not finding that way because you are being lazy. You're not allowing yourself to go search for it and look for it based off of what you believe in because you're so distracted by so many things. That is a marketplace. We are living in that marketplace. Yeah. So when you, when you get that empowerment, there are people out there. You just have to find them. So what would you say, what would be your, like your biggest advice? Because I, I think because of, and we talk about this a lot on our podcast and, and in David's book, he's going to be referencing it a, a ton because of technology, because of uh, social media, because of the world of instant gratification that we live in, 
uh, distraction is everywhere. And it's the second you open your eyes in the morning and open an app on your phone. Like that's how fast we are in it. That's how fast distraction enters our lives. That's how fast and why like so furiously we have the world's conversations going on in our pockets in front of our face all day long. So it's so hard for us intuitively to go inside and say, what, what is it that I'm supposed to do? What, you know, what is it that I really want? Because I kind of thought I knew what I wanted, but as soon as I opened my phone today, I got sold this snake oil that told me I needed this instead. And, and I think that's really where we start to like invert the order in our lives. And we, we get off track and start deviating from the mission, you know, the mission field that we're assigned to. I mean, I believe like if anyone here is working within their gifts, well, it's you, like you just, you are, you're doing exactly what I believe you're supposed to be doing at this very moment. And I know it's going to shift into a whole nother paradigm for you. But how did you become aware of that? And how do you think you could teach someone to become aware of that? Or even say it here on the podcast, like what would be your advice so that they can get out of that place of constant inundation with everybody else's crap? Yeah. You know what? So one thing I started doing a lot on social media was um, I would like unfollow people and I would like... Uh, mute their stories if they were my friends the only people i don't mute are you guys I, I would i would i would tell i would tell everybody listening to follow david and angelique's stories and timelines just cause... like posing whatever he posts because barely as much. <laughs> but it's 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 so cool like you know if you shift the perspective of what are all the things that i don't want to see what are all the things that are distracting me and you shift it to like, what are the things that I do want to see? What do I want? And where are those people? Who are those people? Yeah. How can I have them, even though I may never know them or see them or meet them, how can I use them to influence me on a day-to-day -day basis? Because you're absolutely right. I mean, I like social media, but I don't love it. But I, And I know that my business is built on it, but mm -hmm. I go through those things all the time where I'm like, okay, what am I allowing myself access to? Because everything that comes in through my line of vision is my choice. So what am I allowing here? Like, am I, am I opening my phone every day? And are those motivational people or influential people that I look up to or that, or that I like the way they do things? What am I talking about with people on a daily basis? You know, who, who are, what am I, what am I allowing myself influence on or influencing other people? What am I doing to influence people too? Mm. Like I talk about that stuff every day with myself, not with people every day with myself. I'm like, I'm not going to lie. And probably every other day on my timeline, I'll be like unfollow or mute or I'll report ads because that's one thing that just really bothers me is that you have no control over the ads that are on your timeline or your story. And I report ads all the time. I'll click the thing and I'll say report and I'll say inappropriate content. Cause I know somewhere in that algorithm, it's going to just take it off of my, my timeline, but I'm taking control of what I want to see on a daily basis because it's going to influence us. We're looking at it all day. Yeah. We're, we're texting all day. We're on Instagram all day. We're on Facebook all day. People on YouTube all day it's not going to go away. It's not. So you can't hide from it because then you won't be able to build that business, build that scalable model, attack the online world. The only thing you could do is influence what you're exposed to every day. And that just takes action yeah. turned on, right? You got to be every day. What are your intentions? Like, you know, and you know, you don't got to go pull out some book and like write your intentions and blah, 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 blah. And do that whole thing that, you know, you just wake up every day and like, what do I want to see? What do I want to create? What, who do I want to influence? Like, what kind of impact do I want to leave on people? Instead of sitting there scrolling, how about you be an influence to people? Who, what are you about? Who are you? How can you change that one person's life by them seeing your stuff instead of you sitting there scrolling what instead of scrolling start doing you know that's why i like following you guys a lot and david posts a lot on his story sometimes too much but <laughs> he posts a lot but it's good it's good it's entertaining and it, it 
if I'm not watching that, I'm watching something else, right? So I'd rather be watching that. Whoever and I think the stories, I think they had a picture of me on their desk going, this is the type of kid who would definitely <laughs> <laughs> the true avatar of Insta stories and Snapchat filters. For the last four days, I have, mo most people listening to this have probably watched his stories. And have you named that character yet? No. <laughs> the character that he has become. I was become. gonna call him Bud. Bud, he's, he's very Tennessee, let's just put it that way. And he's probably missing teeth and has a long beard and he talks in an accent. And he's got a really uh, like obnoxiously large jaw, and he's typically in the garage trying to fix something, some figment of his imagination. And people are like, "Dude, you should make that a weekly character." I'm like, "Oh my god, you just said absolute you just, like you just you just released the kraken. You just the kraken, and it's not going to affect your life negatively, but it is going to theoretically kill." You know, mine. I know Will. If something's really good, is that I show her and she gives it no response. If I say, "Hey," Ange. And she just has this blank look on her face. I'm like, this is gold. <laughs> I just walk away. I remember having like my, you know, my uncles or, or even girlfriends of mine that I grew up and their brothers were, I thought were so funny all the time. You know, I'm like, they're so funny. And I'd be laughing to where I'd nearly pee my pants. And then my friends would be like, stop laughing at him. He's not funny. You're just encouraging him. So now I know exactly how they feel because I'm married to one. And, <laughs> and everybody laughs at David. And I'm sitting here with a blank look on my face going, oh, well, stop look, encouraging I mean, him. Let's, let's say that's why me, Will, and your cousin Lexi have our own text thread that's been going on for the last couple months. <laughs> and it's hysterical. And you're not part of it because that's you good. just wouldn't get it. <laughs> it's very true. But Will knows that when he's doing that, I'm usually like grinding away at something. Um, no, I love what you're saying though about what, what you allow yourself to be influenced by because um, even in our curriculum for Turned On, we talk about the core four and that's, you know, the, the people that, you know, your network of people that actually increase your net worth, like what makes your life profitable, both, uh, not both, but in your faith, in your, in your physical, uh, spiritual, mental being, in your home team at home and in community and also in the marketplace. So we call that the core four and we have standards around that. We have the standard four, the qualifying questions that we ask ourselves, like, you know, does this meet the criteria that I need in order to build my spirit, build my body, build my, my business, build my mission field, uh, build my marriage, build my family? Do these people support that? Do they challenge that? Do they push me to grow? Or is it just mindless consumption that actually pushes down in dormancy the things that I really want to do? And I think that's just our way of being sedated because, you know, if you looked back four years ago or so when at Will's life, like th where he is now, what, you know, maybe he was thinking about it then, but we weren't, you know, and, and so you look at what you feel like you want to do at this point in your life. And you sometimes it, it seems so overwhelming and ridiculous, you know, you, like you were saying before, like, it's like, you should be able to at scale change the world. And the ridiculousness is where God likes to prove himself. I like, you know, like he just, he's, he, it's the silly stuff that makes our brain go, Oh my God, that is just wild. That is out of control. Like there's no way that's going to happen. And you'll get the naysayers and the haters and, you know, shelving those ideas. But that's kind of the stuff that keeps me awake at night because it's usually big and grandiose, but it also is like a big, bad, hairy wolf. And so it can feel overwhelming. So our listeners out there are probably like, oh my gosh, I do. I have my heart breaking over this. And this is a world you know, need. And, and I really feel like I could do it, but I honestly don't know where to begin. And like you said, that's something so small, like to just turn on um, that clarity by turning off the things that cloud it out, right? I mean, that's what I got from what you just said, David. Well, I've watched him grow, and I'm very impressed. I, you know, I know I kid a lot, but in all seriousness, I kid, I kid. Yeah, I do. I'm a joker by nature, but I've watched Will grow a lot, and I know what he's doing is is bigger than him because mm -hmm. I think there's a real need to to really get this this whole food body thing underneath our grasp. Uh, every time we go to like somewhere like you know we go to Gatlinburg or we go to Disney World, and we see what people are eating, and we see little kids. That's what gets me. Uh, Will started off this story talking about him being a heavy kid. Well, imagine Will in today's day and age where the choices are that much, you know, yeah. worse, I guess, for you. 
and and more accessible yeah so i I worry about the next generation and and we can't just can sit there sit there and continue to give them you know fad diet after fad diet after fad diet or keep telling them something that's different than what they heard the year before like i said at every point in my life one part of the macronutrient food group has been vilified and sooner or later we have to have a good understanding of the body and just use good old common sense and intuitive eating and i think it's there's a big market for it. So, Will, with that market in mind, because I'm sure people are going to, okay, so where can we learn more about Will Powered? Um, and where can they find you, follow you? Give us all the details. Yeah, so they could, uh, my website has all of the details on our programs, and that's will-powered.com. All of our details are there. You could contact us there. You could ask us questions. You could. We have a couple blogs up. We talk about all the different programs we have. Um, on Instagram, my Instagram is i.am.willpowered. Um, you can find me on my Instagram. My Instagram, I, I use a, a lot for my, my personal stuff. I do, uh, like Angie said, I do a lot of rants and I do talk a lot about the industry a lot. And then we're also pretty heavy on Facebook as well. So you could just search my name, Will Armijo, or you could search Will Powered. We have a Facebook page. We're very, very easy to get a hold of. We have a full team of people, and we're always looking to help anybody looking to enhance their nutrition all the way from just learning how to eat, lose fat, build muscle, overall internal health and wellness, all the way up to like deep internal health stuff like hormones and mm-hmm. and food test and labs and thyroid and correcting protocols for gut health we we do all of that because we we think that it's so important to not only learn about the healthy ways to be an intuitive eater but also to identify the things that are going on with you that you don't know that are going on with you so to help self identify those little issues that most people overlook and they go to doctors for, or they get on pills for, or, or they just most, for the most part, live with it. We also have a big section of what we do that helps correct using protocols, especially internal health. So I just wanted to throw that out there too. Yeah, that's what makes it so unique. It's like, this, you guys, you're not just going to go there to, to have some transformation challenge. Like it's, it's truly going to be a well-rounded, completely integral transformation to where you're going to be empowered to understand why the human body does what it does and things to look for. Because, you know, we talked about this before, Will, but symptoms aren't, you know, you aren't your symptom and you aren't whatever you've been diagnosed. It's just you checked off a few boxes and they gave it a name. But really, truly, what are those symptoms? They're really just ways of your body trying to communicate with you, and we have to learn how to talk back. So, right. That's, that's so powerful. And just understanding that, again, puts the empowerment back into your own hands. There, there's an answer for everybody out there. You just have to, again, remove those distractions and go out and find it. And it, it will come. Like, you will find it. And, you know, just like what you were saying earlier – I know that it gets frustrating for people. It's like, I can't figure this out. I don't know what to do. And even in building a business, like from nutrition to building a business, and and I always see it as like, this helps me a lot is, I'm like, the more, the harder it is, the more struggle there is now, it's just preparing me for the amount of responsibility that I'm going to have later on down the road. And I say that for my business a lot. I'm like, it's not easy. Like building it from scratch, doing what we do, building it to the, the magnitude that it's at, it is, no, it's hard every day. Like, it's fun, don't get me wrong, it's, I'm passionate about it, but it's hard, it's, it's, it's very hard. And even from all the things I did in nutrition, very hard, growing up, learning about this, it never quite worked, it never quite worked, it was very hard, very hard, very hard. But then when you look back on all that, you're like, man, something, whatever you believe in, was preparing me for the amount of responsibility that I hold today. Like I'm responsible for a company. I employ people and we're responsible for hundreds of people's health and their wellness and them, and them sustaining a healthy lifestyle. Like we are holding that responsibility. We're not some, I'm not some online coach sitting on my couch writing diets for 10 people that just saw my six pack. Like we have massive responsibility and a massive obligation to changing this world. And it's like, I went through all of that for a purpose. It was hard for a purpose. It's the building the business is still hard 
for a bigger purpose because I feel where I'm going with it. So that helps me. That turns me on every day when I wake up and I think about that. And I'm like, it's supposed to be like this. And I'm, I'm on a path and I'll stay on it until, and the path will never end. I will just continue to adapt and morph, but I'm building up for the responsibilities. And I look back and I see what has happened to this day. And I look forward to where it's going till tomorrow. That's awesome. And that's exactly what we want to do here at Turned On. I think that you just summed it up beautifully. Will, thank you so much, our very good friend. Um, I know that we'll probably continue this conversation when we end the recording, but we just want to thank you and we want to remind people um, to check out Will, check out his program. Uh, I know for a fact that you won't be disappointed because we've known tons of people personally that have gone through it and have stuck around and are still with you. So we are so proud of you, so grateful for you. And I'm sure David has some kind of shtick comedy. No, I, I know you're looking okay. at me like I'm going to say something sarcastic or you funny. Because you always do. I'm, I'm good. I'm, okay. I, I thank you for showing up today and giving us such great information. I look forward to talking to you again soon. Oh, jeez. <laughs> thank you, guys. All right. Well, thank you so much.